You're listening to an Anazal Ministries podcast. Have you ever battled zombies by using parkour and free running? If you said no, but you would really like to. Well, we got some good news for you because today on Systematic Geekology, we're going to be talking about Dying Light 2. We are the priests of the geeks, meaning that we are mediators between the Christian faith and pop culture. This isn't a trap or a bait and switch. There's no zombies trying to get in through a window that you don't see. We are just a couple of guys who really enjoy zombies. And we're going to talk about it because it's fun. And if you enjoy what we're doing here on Systematic Ecology, then head on over to patreon.com slash Systematic Ecology. Subscribe to one of our tiers where you can unlock great bonus content. I'm one of your hosts for today's episode, Brandon Knight. I am a seminary student. And recently, I saw the Batman. I saw the Batman over the weekend. And it is worth all of the hype. I posted on Facebook this one sentence. It made me cry twice. I'm just gonna let it. I'm just gonna let it hang there. Mm. And I am TJ Blackwell. I am your other host today. Uh, I work at Chipotle, and I am still geeking out over Elden Ring. I can't stop playing it. Nice. Man, nice. I have not played that. It's so good, dude. I'll it's check it it's up. actually so I didn't quite finish Dying Light two. Okay, because Elden Ring came out. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Kind of jumped the line a little bit. Yeah. Nice. But, man, but I did play most of it. Awesome. Yeah. Well, again, today we're going to be talking about Dying Light 2, the sequel that just came out back in February, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So, TJ, I'm in a unique position because I have not actually physically played the game. But I have done my homework. I have read a lot. I've watched a lot of gameplay on YouTube. So I'm familiar with the game, but I want to throw it to you to kind of get us the idea of what is going on. What is Dying Light and what is this game specifically? Right. So Dying Light is Techland GG's or Techland's. I want to say it's their fourth game. I'm not sure if they made anything before uh, Dead Island. I don't Uh, think so, no. Kind of the spiritual successor to Dead Island, which were also great zombie games. Uh, But a lot of people felt like they kind of lacked a little luster in the combat. And so they made Dying Light and they revamped the whole system and added parkour, which was incredible. I think pretty much everybody loves Dying Light. So naturally, they made Dying Light too. And uh, in Dying Light, your objective was get the really it was it was rough the gre was uh, doing a bit of collusion Hmm. and your goal was to you know get them out of it Mm -hmm. but you betray them you get stuck in the city it's a whole thing beautiful world it's so fun dying light 2 i think i would say is a better game okay but I do think the story is a little bit worse than Dying Light 1. Okay. But in Dying Light 2, you play as Aiden. What is his last name? But you play as Aiden. Okay. And uh, <laughs> Aiden's role in this, you know, fully post-apocalypse world after the GRE failed to contain the virus in Dying Light 1. Uh, you are a pilgrim. And basically your job before the game starts at least was to 
basically like the movie The Postman, if you've ever seen that. Mm. Your job is to just go from settlement to settlement, delivering packages, letters, all that stuff. And you are looking for your sister. And that is what stops Aiden from being the pilgrim and transitions him into being the runner, night runner, uh, awesome zombie killer. Really gets into it. And, you know, throughout the game, you come up against factions. You get a little bit of world building. Uh, Main antagonist, Holt. Uh, It's just, it's really good. I do think it's a much more fluid game. It feels really good to play to me. Uh, I thought the parkour improvements were excellent. Okay. Uh, The combat, some people said, was a little too complicated with the different button combinations you had to do, which was necessary because of how much more they fleshed it out. Okay. But... If you can press a couple of buttons at once, it's really not that big of an issue to get used to. You you know, that's kind of like the basics of video gaming is being able to hit multiple combos. You know, if you've ever played any fighting game, that sounds like basic video gaming right there. Yeah. So uh, those other reviews I've seen from video game journalists kind of kind of rough on that side. But I got to say, doing this podcast has made me realize video game journalism is much harder than it seems. Why is that? I'm curious. Getting these games, especially for us, because we can't get them early. Sure. uh, Getting these games and beating them within the deadline and still releasing a well-written pre-release review of a game. Okay. You know, that gets people actually excited. Yeah, it's a big time crunch, and some of these games are really hard. Sure. Uh, the learning curve, which I don't think Dying Light 2 was that difficult. Okay. You know, depending. But if you played the first game, was it pretty easy to transition yeah. into the second game then? Okay. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I guess that's different from writing a movie review where you just invest two and a half, three hours of your life to watching a film. And then the next, you know, hour, two hours of writing a not even a well-written review. I've read early movie reviews. They don't have to be well-written. Just use buzzwords. But yeah, to have to play an entire game, not even just the beta, but the actual whole game and then write a good review of it. That would be that would be a lot of work. Yeah. So video game journalists get a lot of flack. Some of them deserve it. Mm -hmm. But I'm telling you, it's harder than it looks. That's fair. That being said, uh, my favorite part of this game is absolutely the paraglider that they added. Uh, In Acts 2, you get a paraglider. You just get to start floating around the city like it's Breath of the Wild. I want you all to know he's grinning the entire time talking about this paraglider. This seems to definitely be his favorite part. (laughs) It's so fun. Uh, They have big air vents you can just run up to and launch off of. Oh, cool. Which, you know, kind of... Like, that was my big worry going into it was, well, am I going to have to climb a building, like, if sure. I want to use the paraglider? Because that kind of makes it less worth it. Yeah. But, uh, it, you know, they solved that issue. It's really fun. Uh, you can drop kick zombies off of the paraglider. Oh, that's awesome. Man. <laughs> yeah, it, it really is great. My least favorite part of the game, though, uh, might be the change to the crafting system. Okay. Which I'm sure Explain some people that. like it. In Dying Light 1, your crafting schematics, you just pick them up, 
find the ingredients and you make your weapon that you apply it to okay. your weapon my favorite one was like angel blade in dying light one because it was super strong lightning fire okay awesome very sick in dying light two it is a little different uh you have multiple slots to which you can attach your mods uh, because the mods come in shaft blade and tip i want to say okay which it is cool to be able to mix and match like that okay uh, i still prefer the old way of find a schematic you like and use it okay that's fair right but so good, right, game. Go ahead. good game overall Mm-hmm. So, like I said, I haven't played it. So, let's do the out of five. Out of five, what would you give it? Are we doing decimals? Is that allowed? Oh, sure. Yeah. Uh, I want to. I want to give it a four. Why did you ask if you could do decimals? Because <laughs> now <laughs> that that implies that I could have given it a four point five, but I did. Okay. Okay. Oh, uh, okay. I get you. Still a four. That's yeah. a pretty solid review. That's worth yeah, going no, to get. Yeah, yeah, anyone I've talked to absolutely loves this game. Um, so as the guy who has watched gameplay, I would say looking at Dying Light 1 versus Dying Light 2, Dying Light 1 seems to remind me a lot of, have you ever played Tom Clancy's The Division? Did you play that one at yeah, all? just a little. Just a little. It reminds me a lot of that from what I saw of you're in this, you're in a city, it's not very big, there's a virus going around and you got little missions to take care of. There are no zombies in the division, but it reminded me a lot of that. Dying Light 2, I was getting major Walking Dead vibes, especially with the whole the encampments and you can like make decisions that changes how the gameplay works for these different relationships you have with different camps. Is it is it another episode of The Walking Dead? It, you know, sometimes it kind of feels that way. Uh, they definitely dove whole hog into the world building aspect. Like you can tell these people live in a zombie apocalypse and they've adapted to that. Okay. So they build their settlements behind either giant walls that are still standing like uh, at the church or they build it on roofs where most zombies can't get to. Sure. Which, you know, that feels like a, just a natural progression like well not safe to live on the ground anymore we're gonna go up we're gonna go up and it's just really cool and you see the different factions actually prioritize different things okay Uh, so you have the peacekeepers and the survivors Uh, the survivors when you support them prioritize building new mobility tools new ways to get around the city Mm -hmm. Uh, like spring pads uh, they're boxing you know, punching bags that they put on ceilings that you can just hold on to and fall off and take no damage. Those are cool. Interesting. Uh, landing pads. Uh, and, you know, the peacekeepers prioritize traps. Uh, mm. And they give you a crossbow. Which, cool. you know, a lot of people did just for the crossbow. <laughs> uh, which, kind of worth it. Okay. I still didn't do it. Uh, just because moving around feels so good. Uh, okay. A lot of people said it was too floaty for them. Uh, I think it feels great. All right. Interesting. Yeah, the idea of faction settlements, uh, 
I mean, as much as it does feel like The Walking Dead that way, that is a normal part of zombie lore. You go all the way back to the original Night of the Living Dead. You had the people who were at the the main floor of the house. You had the people who wanted to stay in the basement. So for some reason, we have this idea that if there was a zombie apocalypse, if that was to happen, there's going to be people who prioritize fight or flight because that's the normal way that humans operate. And they're going to build settlements around those type of concepts. Right. So it felt very natural. And even the people in these factions, you could would acted differently. They acted okay. like somebody who would rather be out there killing zombies than helping make sure other people stayed safe, you know, in settlements or running away from zombies. It's kind of like helping the less fortunate instead of just killing the zombies. Okay. Interesting. You have some good Samaritans out there trying to right. take care of people. That's cool. So I know that the zombies have class structure or they have abilities. There seems like there's some that have abilities or something like that. One of my favorite parts of this game that I've never played is the day night mm -hmm. rotation. I am not a fan of running zombies. I think the fact that a zombie can run was an intern's idea that they just ran with. Like that just seems like somebody was like, okay, how do we make them scarier? They can move quickly now. Mm -hmm. But I like how, if I understand correctly, with Dying Light, they're mobile during the day, but at night is when it's an all-out freak show and they're running around and it's terrifying. Yeah, so there are... I'm not going to count them, but there are a, a lot of different types of infected in Dying Light 2, specifically. Mm -hmm. uh, you have your regular zombies, which they'll, they're just shambling around. They'll grab you. They'll bite you. They'll hit you. And they're just everywhere during the day. Some of them will like find shelter inside and take a nap. And nice. that's something else I really like. Uh, you can sneak into these places with the sleeping zombies and just not wake them up and get what mm -hmm. you need and get out of there. That's uh, cool. you, sometimes it's pretty hard to do. But it's also more dangerous to go in there during the day. Okay. Because at night they all leave and you can just go in there. There'll be way less zombies. Uh, but beyond the regular little walkers, you have the virals. Uh, those are like okay. kind of the next level up. Uh, okay. They run fast. Fast. Really fast. <laughs> they climb. They jump. They're scary and they hit hard. Okay. Uh, so they, those are really the only two that'll come out during the day. Okay. Uh, and usually the virals will only come out if you're making a lot of noise, which is mm. something else I love. Sure. Then both Dying Light and Dying Light 2. At night, things get tough. There are howlers, bolters. Uh, I want to call them thugs just because that's what they're called in Dying Light 1, but I think they changed their name. Okay. Uh Super fast zombies, zombies that just let every zombie in the area know you're there. Uh, mm. Massive, like 10 foot tall zombies with rebar sledgehammers grabbed oh, into their arms. <laughs> uh, one of them that was like the uh, the witch or the hunter in Left 4 Dead. If you oh, played those, if you sure. haven't played those, you absolutely should. That's still my like gold standard for zombie games. Okay. So good. Uh, 
but it gets crazy at night. And then the volatiles. Volatiles. They are massive. They are strong. They are fast. They are freaky. They have like mandible mouths. Oh, goodness. They are terrifying. I think I've seen some of the art for those guys specifically. And I've seen the ones for the howlers. Those are pretty creepy, too. Mm -hmm. And the volatiles do not tend to travel alone. Oh, so you have like multiple of those Mm -hmm. or. okay. so usually you will get spotted by howler most more often than not. And they'll start howling and then you're in a chase. Uh, Level one and two chases, you usually won't have a volatile after you unless you are already close to one. Okay. At level three, the game just sets one after you anyway. (laughs) And it is terrifying. Because you can like look behind you, they're there, and you're Mm -hmm. just running for your life trying to get to a safe house where there's UV light because they can't stand the UV light. Oh, interesting. I like that. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of, that's really what denotes a safe house in Dying Light 1 and 2 is UV light. Hmm. Because they know the zombies can't stand it. Nice. I like that. All right. It's it's super convenient until the bulbs go out or someone breaks (laughs) them or, (laughs) you know, the kind of thing that just happens. Sure. Sure. Got to make things interesting still. Yeah. So there is that class structure, but also you can just skip playing at night altogether. Except for a couple of missions where you do have to do it at night. So I have heard that playing at night is way more terrifying than playing during the day. What is the advantage then of playing at night other than you said that there's a couple that are required missions. But what is the advantage to playing at night? Why not just predominantly play during the day? Right. So I mentioned it earlier. uh, The zombies will go into some buildings during the day and sleep. Those buildings always have very valuable things in them. Mm, okay. So at night, you go there, get the valuable things when most of the zombies are out, and try to get out. Uh, you also get more experience, which is okay. very helpful. Sure. Uh, because it does strip you of a few of your skills you just had from the beginning in Dying Light. And it's really nice to get back up to those. Sure. Yeah. Also, they did change the way they handled your infection. Uh, You were infected from pretty much the beginning in both games. Oh. Uh, From the very beginning in Dying Light 1 and just shortly after in 2. Okay. But in Dying Light 1, it wasn't really an issue ever, uh, except for a couple story missions where they're like, oh, no, he's turning here. (laughs) (laughs) Like cutscenes or? Yeah. Okay. Uh, In Dying Light 2, you have a timer. You have an immunity timer. Oh, So when you're not in sunlight or UV light, your timer goes down. And so I think it starts, you only have three minutes when you start, before you start leveling up. So you have three minutes to be out of UV light or sunlight before you start to turn. And when your health bar gets to zero, when your timer's on zero, you turn and you're dead. The game is over. Oh, wow. (laughs) And that's before you can get to... It's not like crazy. So does that run throughout the game or how does that part work then? Mm -hmm. Oh, interesting. So it runs throughout the game. Uh, You get, there are inhibitors that the GRE made that you find throughout the game. Uh, 
And once you find three, you level up your stats, your health, your stamina, and that automatically boosts your immunity. Okay. Okay. That makes more sense. So I think I have like 10 and a half minutes of immunity right now. Okay. So that's kind of, that's kind of fine. It's really less of an issue once you start getting up there in the levels and the experience. Mm. Okay. Interesting. That's different. I've never seen that before in a zombie game. I haven't played a ton. Yeah, it, Is that pretty unique in your experience? Yeah. Yeah. And it feels great. Uh, I think Dead Rising did something similar Okay, in Dead Rising 3. Dead Rising 3. All right. And maybe 2. Okay. But I haven't played uh, Dead Rising. Thing. All right. They're good games. They're fun games. If you just want to get out there and kill some zombies in a fun way, <laughs> that might be my number one pick. Dying okay. Light 2 might be my number two pick. All it's, right. It is but, fun. But you said Left 4 Dead is the gold standard, in your opinion. Left 4 Dead's the gold standard. You're okay. not killing them in really fun ways. You're just killing them. Okay. I get like, that. Yeah. There's a. If you've played the games, you probably already know what I'm saying. Uh, but Dead Rising, you're in a mall, cool environment. Just find whatever you can in the mall to kill zombies with. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. And then Dead Rising 2 and 3 kind of build on that. Okay. Uh, in this game, you have your parkour skills. Yeah. To kill zombies with. The double-footed dropkick, jumping off of zombies' backs into other zombies. Man, it's so fun. Uh, there also is a bit of a class system in Dying Light 2. Okay. Uh, I thought it was going to be more prevalent. Uh, but it's really just about the gear. The gear has the classes, not your character. Uh, mm. But you have brawler, ranger, medic, and tank. And you know each piece of gear is assigned to a certain class and boosts certain stats based off of what class they are for. Okay. So as a ranger, you get you know higher damage from ranged weapons, reduced stamina from using them. Uh, higher survivor sense, all that kind of stuff. Medic is better healing. Tank is less damage. Okay. Crawler is more damage. So it, it's really cool. Nice. It's definitely worth playing. I have yet to hear a bad review of this game. Anyone I know who has played this game absolutely loves it. I do want to go back to the parkour thing because to me that is, again, as the outsider, that is the most intriguing and part that gets me the most interested in playing this game to the best of my knowledge i have never seen anything that combines parkour with battling zombies if you know of one go to org or hit up the priest of the geeks facebook group something let us know if there's a movie a show a whatever that utilizes parkour and battling zombies because if there's not I would like to announce that we're starting a GoFundMe to make that movie. Um, but we should. But um, so how does that gameplay part work with the parkour? Is that super complicated? Is that where all the button mashing really comes into play? Or is it very fluid? So to me, it's very fluid. Okay. Uh, learning the new skills, I can see where people would start to stumble. Uh, because it'll be, you know, you have to hold R1, press triangle. Tap L1, uh, double tap R1. Just because you have so many different skills, sure, it necessitates having different inputs for everything. 
So it is sure. to me, it's still very fluid. Uh, just a little bit less so than the first one, but because the first one had many, many fewer options. As okay. far as parkour combat goes, you basically just had the vault jump, you jump over zombies, and then your drop kick. Okay. So pretty so, basic there. Yeah. But it's still extremely satisfying. If you haven't played either oh, I game, imagine. I suggest playing both. <laughs> just because it, it is great. Uh, I am. I imagine being able to finally drop kick a zombie. That's something we've all have wanted to do. We have all thought that at least once. Mm-hmm. And the drop kick is extremely satisfying because you are just absolutely launching these zombies. <laughs> I mean, they can fly 10, 15, 20 feet. That's the type of silly, silly zombie nonsense that I want. Oh, yeah. Dying Light's not afraid to get a little silly. Okay. Yeah, yep. it definitely will, especially with their Easter eggs. They'll get really crazy oh, really? with the Easter eggs. Okay, so what's some of the Easter eggs in the game then? Right, so there is a weapon called the... Man, I never, I don't remember his name. I didn't actually get this weapon because the Easter egg is pretty complicated. Okay. Uh, but it's based off of one of the developers at Techland. They just decided to put this in the game. Uh, it's a finger gun. <laughs> okay. You craft it. And it just one-shots every zombie. Oh. (laughs) And like hilariously one-shots every zombie. You only get 16 shots, and it takes a lot to make. So that's kind of how they balance it. Sure. But it is still extremely funny to see. And they just just walk up to a group of like six zombies. They just, they explode, they get launched out. It's insane. That's awesome. Uh, They also have a force choke Easter egg. Do they really? <laughs> yeah, which is basically the same thing. It only has a few uses, but you walk up to a group and you just force choke them and they die. The dead zombies who aren't breathing, you can force choke them. Mm-hmm. Well, I you love know, it. Force choke and lift, you know. Oh, what the lift. Helps. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Is there a cricket racket? Yeah. Perfect. There are a few. Okay. I'm a big fan of Shaun of the Dead. That's probably my favorite of the silly zombie genre. So if there's, yeah, I'm sold. If there's a cricket racket, I could do a drop kick and then whack somebody with that. That'd be mm-hmm. There's actually a mini game uh, where you were on, you're put on top of a building. It's pretty much an arena. And this dude's like, hey, if you can knock 20 of them off in a minute, you know, I'll, I'll give you a reward. Okay. But he like soups up his cricket bat. So it's just absolutely launching these things off and you're just running around on a roof <laughs> swinging your cricket bat back and forth mm-hmm. sending zombies flying off of this high rise. Excellent. It's great. That's it's great. a great game. It's so just fun. Just watch them launch. Mm-hmm. I, really, I, I probably could have finished the game before Elden Ring came out if I hadn't spent so much time just messing around. Just doing stuff like that. Yeah. How much game time have you, how much time have you put into it? Uh, to Dying Light, it was right at 30-ish hours. I was okay. just doing everything but the main story. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. I, uh, so that was it's good. The bulk of my zombie game ex- gaming experience, though, I like zombie movies. Um, but the bulk of my zombie gaming comes to Call of Duty Nazi Zombies. 
OG. Mm. Uh, I can never do, I, I can't do first person shooters. Something about the double thumb joystick thing never worked for me. Can't do it. But doing Nazi zombies worked because you can camp so easily. Um, so I don't know. I might be terrible playing this type of a game, having to do multiple things at once. Um, but just being able to camp or just swing a cricket racket and just watch them watch them launch around. It's I don't know how somebody could sleep on this game. Yeah, it, it, it's hard. A lot of people downplay the story. The story's not that bad. Okay, it might be a little uninspired at some points, but that's really not why you're playing this game. Sure, and you're by way this of game to kill zombies, to kill zombies, right? That's really what we all want to do, and. I don't know, at least with my experience with zombie media. Yeah, there's some good stories out there, but for the most part, we're watching it to watch people kill zombies and see how long they can survive. We're not really in it for some in-depth story anyway. Right. We have The Walking Dead for that. Sure. Everything else is for killing zombies. And even at that, everyone's over The Walking Dead. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we're all we're all burnt out thinking about Walking Dead Lord of the Flies edition. Like, right. Let's, let's move on a little bit here. Yeah. We, you know, I got to love Robert Kirkman, but Walking mm -hmm. Dead's not his best work. His best work is Invincible. I thought you were going to say that, but that's a fair. That's fair because that is some good comics right there. Mm -hmm. And it's getting the love it deserves finally. Yeah. So. Yeah. How is the, have you watched the Amazon show? Oh yeah. For Invincible? Is it good? Yeah. It is good. It's okay. really good. They changed some things around, but it's it's so good. Nice. I'll put that on the never ending list of things to watch. Yeah, it never stops. It never stops. Never stops. Uh any final thoughts you got for Dying Light 2? If you like free running, parkour, or if you like zombies, or if you like post-apocalyptic games, buy this game and play this game. I see no reason why you won't love it. Is it on all uh, platforms, all uh, consoles? or? I know it's on current gen and PC. I'm pretty sure it... Oh, yeah, it is. It's it on is. Okay. You know, PS4, Xbox One, Series X, PS5, PC. Cool. Okay. I played on PS5. I will say my roommate was playing on PS4 mm -hmm. and he had some pretty severe issues. Uh, he had a few bugs that made the game almost unplayable. Uh, oh. but this was like on release week. Uh, okay. They have supposedly fixed most of these by this point. Well, but he hasn't played it since Elden Ring came out. So you're all just obsessed. <laughs> yeah. A little bit, nice. But uh, do you know Dying if Light is an, good? Do you know if there's a uh, third one in development or promised to be in development? I'm not sure. Okay, I haven't seen anything about it. I'm not sure what else they would do. Okay, which of course they could do the same thing they did between one and two, make them tangentially related and just make a whole new story. Okay, this series could go on forever just focusing on new people in different areas. Okay. Yeah, that would be an easy way to keep things going. Mm -hmm. uh, they only reference the first one in like, you know, the GRE, 
And at the beginning, when you're learning how to play the game, I don't want to call it a tutorial because it's not really that. Okay. Uh, you're partnered up with Spike from the first game. And mm. he says, man, I wish Crane could have seen this. And it was very sad. Oh, <laughs> a little tearjerker moment. Crane, yeah, Crane definitely died in the first one. Spoiler alert. <laughs> game's been out for eight years. Yeah. <laughs> so... Ah. Awesome. All right. All right. Cool. Well, we are not the first Christians to ever talk about zombies in a positive way. And we're going to do it here. For those of you who are younger than us, uh, Audio Adrenaline has a real banger of a song called Some Kind of Zombie. TJ, have you... Audio Adrenaline, you familiar with this one? Listen. Yeah. I'm like 22. Okay. I've probably heard this song. Okay. But... I'm not familiar. Not familiar. All right. Well, I'm almost 28, so I am familiar. Um, So there's this song by Audio Adrenaline called Some Kind of Zombie. It's off of their fourth album, which is by the same title. And the song uses the imagery of zombies and becoming a Christian. So the inspiration for the song, uh, there's two sources for the inspiration, according to Mark Stewart. Uh, He was a missionary kid. His parents were missionaries in Haiti, and they saw voodoo in action. And if you know your classic zombie history, before we got to mysterious viruses causing zombie apocalypse, uh, voodoo was the source for zombies way back in the day in early zombie media. so seeing voodoo in action, that was part of the inspiration behind the song and also Colossians chapter three. So Colossians chapter three uses uh, Paul uses the imagery of being dead and bringing b- brought back to life. Uh, this is something that runs. Actually, it's pretty common in Paul's writings. You look at uh, the book of Romans. Uh, Romans chapter six. If you look at Galatians chapter five, first Corinthians, something 12, 15, something like that, where it all comes into these, uh, uses of terms like you were dead in your sins, alive to Christ, new creation here in Colossians chapter three, I think it's verse four for you. You have died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. You have died and your life is hidden in Christ in God. And in this song by Audio Adrenaline, they say, you know, he, he the Christian is the zombie. The zombie is not the bad thing in the song. We are, it says the line that they're dead to sin. They're dead to the former life. And now they listen and they obey talking about listening to God and obeying him. So TJ, what do you think of this idea of this imagery we have in scripture, this thing that audio adrenaline uses of being dead and brought back to life? Right. Well, you know, they don't call it born again, Christian for nothing. Okay. I think there's a lot of merit in not truly being alive without God's word. Okay. So that that does make sense to me. And you could call it being a zombie because they are dead. They are, well, you know, they're alive, but they're not. Because you can't truly live without Christ. So. Yeah, the the metaphor breaks down a little bit because 
obviously zombies are usually depicted negatively. And also um, there is even in the regeneration of a zombie, there's usually a lack of life, lack of intelligence, lack of, you know, although like we talked about in Dying Light, there are super powered zombies a little bit. So the evolution continues when it comes to zombie media. But this idea, going back to what you said of being born again, you look at John chapter three, that is literally what Jesus says to Nicodemus. Look, if you want to enter the kingdom of God, you got to be born again. You got to be born twice of water and of spirit. So in a sense, Christians are, we're zombies to some degree. We are part of, we were of sin. We were dead in our trespasses and sins, but we are made alive now in Christ Jesus. And we follow him. I do think maybe the idea of mindlessly following God doesn't really work either. No. No, yeah. that's uh we don't like that. Yeah, I, I would I would caution against that part a little bit because um you know God it God is changing us each individually into who we are in Christ Jesus. We're not trying to make like a cookie cutter, because that's kind of the thing about zombies. They all kind of act the same. Uh as Christians, we're not called to be like uniform, all the exact same type of person. We were individuals who are being remade into one person in the image of Jesus. So that's a little bit of zombie theology for you. Yeah, anything else you want to toss into this idea, TJ? Man. You know, I want to say don't be so fast to just write off zombie media. Oh, it got a little tedious there for a little while with uh you know world war z i am legend which mm-hmm. you know i like both of those movies i do too but you know some other zombie films maybe not uh, don't hold out so much uh, but you know every once in a while there's a new shining star and for right now i think it's dying light too nice yeah, and I mean, you all have heard me over on other episodes with Joe talking about horror stuff. So obviously, I'm not going to shy away from saying, check out some horror, check out some zombie stuff. There's some great movies out there. Those are actually two great examples of a little bit more story heavy zombie content rather than the mindlessly killing aspect. I mm-hmm. like a good zombie movie that's a little silly because the idea is a little silly other than the theological framework of being born again. Um, but yeah, I like zombies. I do. I got to say, I do like I Am Legend a lot. Mm-hmm. Especially after they went back and added that second ending. It was a oh, yeah. Different. Yeah, it was cool. I forgot about that second ending. I saw something the other day that they're trying to put a second one together with uh, Michael B. Jordan. Mm, that'd be good. I would take him. Yeah. You know, he's not Will Smith, but... He's close. I, yeah, I, yeah, I like him in most things other than that awful Fantastic Four movie. Yeah. That movie is bad. Yeah. <laughs> Should have been Chris Evans again. That would have been funny. Yeah, it would have. Yeah, it would have. I really hope we get... Uh, we're getting off track. Never mind. Uh, let's start wrapping this show up before we get off on a Marvel tangent.
So TJ, do we have any recommendations for our audience today besides playing Dying Light 2? Yeah, uh, play Elden Ring. Spoiler. <laughs> Elden Ring is so good. Uh, I've got like 67 hours in it so far, and Goodness. it came out last Thursday. Is that what you're going to go game. do as soon as this is over? Yeah, probably. Nice. Um, as for me, like I said, I like a little silliness when it comes to my zombies. And uh, I always like to go to bat for the movie Warm Bodies. Did you see that one? True. I like that movie. Yeah. So a lot of people like to write it off because it's a zombie rom-com and it's silly. But here's the thing, folks. A zombie is regenerated back to actually being living through the power of love. You try to tell me that's not the gospel. <laughs> like, True. That's even more chapter and verse than what we just did a minute ago with Audio Adrenaline. So check that out. John Malkovich is in it. He plays a small character in the movie, and it's, it's a lot of fun. Um, yeah, it's a great movie. I, yeah. I enjoy it a lot. I actually might go watch that. Yeah. It's been a while. I have I still haven't seen Army of the Dead. I want to check that out. Me neither. Zack Snyder one. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. Just supposed to be to check it out. There's like a whole franchise of movies and shows coming out, so might might want to check it out. Yeah. All right, TJ. Well, if anybody wants to keep up with you and anything else going on in your life, where can they find you? Right. So, you can find me over on the systematicgeology.org. I have a bio up in there if you want to know more, or you can follow my other podcast, uh, the Whole Church Podcast, wherever you're listening to this now, uh, or you can follow me on Instagram. I don't post anything, I don't do anything, but he doesn't. Uh, it's I don't. <laughs> it's at m a n i f i n n e s s e dot d e s t i n y manifest destiny. So if you're willing to go through all that trouble to follow me, I might post something. He does occasionally like something I post, which I, I appreciate because you are you don't do that much. So it feels that much more special when I get the notification. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Big lurker. Oh, mm-hmm. there's always that one. And hey, you can keep up with me. You can also go to Systematic Ecology's website and find my profile on there to find my other show, My Seminary Life, where I talk about the stuff I'm studying in grad school right now. I'm on spring break right now. So this is a great time to get caught up and then join us for the brand new class. Um, or you can follow me on Instagram and TikTok, just.brandon.k. All right. Well, thank you all for listening to another great episode of Systematic Geekology. Uh, go to uh, the website in our description to let us know what you have been geeking out on and what we should be geeking out on. And remember, we are all a chosen priesthood, a geekdom of priests. This was an Anazal Ministries podcast. If you enjoyed this show and would like to learn more about our network, be sure to check out the Anazal Ministries podcast network.